Welcome, church. As today marks the third Sunday for Lent, let us all sing together, God of all my days, as a preparation for today's message. Can we all come together and let us all sing together? I came to you. I came to you with my heart in pieces and found that God with healing in his hands. I turned to you, put everything behind me and found that God who makes all things new. Shadows. 
Heavenly Father, we come before your holy presence here today on this third Sunday of Lent. We declare today that God, that you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And you are the God from ancient days, the ancient of days. For you declare, I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? So God, we declare here today, not just with our lips, but with our lives, with our minds and our hearts and our souls. We declare, God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we declare that, God, that you are the God, not just of all our days, but you're the God of the ancient of days. We give you our hearts. We give you our souls. We give you all of our worries. We give you all of our concerns. We lay down all of our crowns, and we lay down our pride. Lord, speak to us today, for we are listening to you. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts of those who will be listening here today may be pleasing in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. We love you. We thank you. Pray all these things. Your precious son, just Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Let's begin with today's title. Today's title is called Psalm 23, verse 3, For His Name's Sake. For His Name's Sake. Let me begin with verse 1, 2, and 3. 3 is our main, but it says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet, meaning still waters. And all together, verse 3. Ready? One, two, three. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, for his, his. name's sake. Name's sake. Amen. And I've mentioned in the intro of the other sermons in the past that all the great and godly leaders in Scripture were shepherds, which represents a reflection of who Jesus is to the churches all around the world. I gave reference again for your reference, Genesis 48.15, Genesis 49.24, Psalm 103, and 1 Peter 2.25, where it says, you are like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So when we read Psalm 23, and as we memorize this, we understand and remember verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, it says. And today it says... He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths, which means the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So as a passage that correlates with our main passage here today found in verse 3 of the 23rd chapter of Psalm, let us all turn to Isaiah chapter 48, verse 9 through 11. Again, remembering that he is our shepherd and we are his 
sheep. It says this, starting verse 9, For my own name's sake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you. So as not to destroy you completely, see, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. So the question that I want to ask before we get to our point are these questions. What does life boil down to? What is life all about? According to Psalm 23, verse 3, it says, It is all, starting with point number one, for his name. Again, it is all for his name. It is all for his name. In verse 3, it says, for his name's sake. As I mentioned last week, that's why we pray in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. That means that God, he stands alone. He is not a God who can lie and will lie. His word is true and his promises are forever, meaning he loves his people. He saves his people. He rescues his people. Just like the second song that we sang today, you are God alone in the good times and bad. You are God alone. You are on your throne. We sing his praises. You are God alone. We sing his name, his praise, for his name's sake. We praise him for his glory, for his name's sake. And why do we do this? Why does God save us? Why does he love us? Why is he a God that cannot lie and that will not change? Why does he save his people? Why did he send his one and only son to die on the cross for us. Why? Because the scripture tells us it is all for his name's sake, which means it is all for his glory. It is all for his honor. God loves us for his name's sake. God loves you for his name's sake. He came to this earth as an infant, fully man, fully God, for his name's sake. The season of Lent is a reminder to us that he came on this earth for his namesake. He went on a tremendous pain of suffering on the cross for his namesake. He died for us for his namesake. He gave it all for us for his namesake. That's why it says in Ezekiel chapter 36, Therefore say to the Israelites, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations. The name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord declares the sovereign Lord when I am proved 
wholly through you before their eyes, for I'll take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Verse 28, then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people and I'll be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and make it plentiful when I bring famine upon you. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds, and you will loathe yourselves for your sins and detestable practices. I want you to know that I am not doing this for your sake, declares the Sovereign Lord. Be ashamed and disgraced for your conduct, people of Israel. It's like when parents discipline us, when they discipline their children, and they say, it hurts me more than it hurts you. They say that I am doing this for you. But our God, he does it for himself, for his name. He doesn't do it for us, but he does it for his sake. Because he is honorable and he is faithful to his name. And because his faithfulness cannot change, because his name cannot be profaned by anyone, by any lips, by any corruption, by any evil, or by any sins, because he is faithful to his name, that is why we can trust in him. When someone comes to your human being and says, trust me, you know my reputation, you know my name, but who are we? Just fallen human beings. We make promises today, we make promises the next day. Our words are not consistent as human beings, for we are fallen people. But God, he does it. He loves us. He saved us because of his perfect name. For his name's sake, I want you to know that I am not doing this for your sake. Declares the sovereign Lord. It is not for your sake, but it is for the sake of my holy name. The holiness of my great name. I am the Lord. The sovereign Lord. That's what it says in Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions, your sins, your iniquities. What does it say? Let's all read together. Ready? One, two, three. For my own sake, and remembers your sins no more. Praise be to God that when we pray to him and we repent of our sins, that he remembers our sins no more. Not because he thinks that we are good or that we are deserving of salvation, but simply because for his name's sake, he chooses to remember our sins no more. It is gone. It is washed. When we come to church, we pray in his name. We say, Jesus, please wash me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Save me, Lord. I need you. Rescue me. And we pray in his name. For you cannot rescue yourself. We're not capable of saving ourselves. For my own sake.
Psalm 25, 11 says, For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity. Though it is great, the psalmist knows, for the sake of your name, forgive my sins, my iniquity. Though it is great, it is many, for I cannot save myself. For I am not good enough. I am not holy enough. I need your help, your perfect name. Psalm 31.3 says, Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Psalm 106, verse 8, Yet he saved them for his name's sake to make his mighty power known. You and I are here for one thing and one thing alone. It is to honor the name of God. It is for his namesake. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing less. Everything else is an extra blessing. But praise be to God for those who know his name. Are you like the psalmist in Psalm 25 where he declared for the sake of your name? Do you understand the power of his name? Forgive me, Lord, though it is many. So with the point, it is all for his name. Our sub-point here, for his name's sake, letter A and I have B, just two sub-points. Letter A, he refreshes me. The scripture here in Psalm 23, verse 3 says, He refreshes my soul. Soul meaning nefesh, your life, your being, your inmost being, your whole life. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes me. Just like the woman at the well in John 4, where she asked, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. And I have to keep coming back to draw water. Just like we need to always restock, get the things again, get the forks, get the napkins, get things, toilet paper, things that we need. Over again, we run out. But we understand from John 4 where Jesus, he says that he is the living water, that his water will never run dry. And she was asking, this woman at the well was asking, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. Because we understand, according to Psalm 23, verse 3, he refreshes me. He refreshes my soul with his living water. And we see in Psalm 42, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul, again, nefesh, life, thirst for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? So letter A, he refreshes me for his name's sake. Letter B, he guides me. How does he guide you? Not only does he make me lie down in green pastures, not only does he lead me beside quiet, still waters, but the scriptures here in verse 3 tells us that he guides me in right paths, meaning the paths of righteousness. As Ronnie prayed in the beginning prayer, that we will be led as a church in the path of righteousness and how right he is. But we cannot do it ourselves. 
We cannot lead ourselves in the path of righteousness. It is Christ, our shepherd, and as his sheep, we are led by our shepherd in the path of righteousness. We walk in the right paths when we're hanging out with a group of friends, when we're meeting friends, or we're choosing who we're going to surround ourselves with, what type of friends that we want to be around with, what type of people we want to be around with. You understand that God, he leads us in the right paths, in the path of righteousness. He guides me along the right path, it says. For what? For his name's sake. Let's read it one more time. Psalm 23, verse 3. Let's all read together. Ready? One, two, three. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Amen. For his name's sake, he guides me in the right path and paths of righteousness. When we walk in the right path, we must make the right decisions. When I say make the right decisions, it means do the right actions. And as it says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, that we're all familiar with, as Paul writes here, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. But here's the key. For we are God's handiwork, workmanship, to work, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God, he refreshes us. When we are tired, when we're growing weary, and we feel weak, he refreshes our soul. He restores our soul. He restores our life. He gives us the food and the drink that we need to continue on in this journey. God, he fills us and he strengthens us to do good works, as it says in Ephesians 2.10. To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Meaning God, he refreshes and he guides our souls in paths of righteousness in order for us to continue on in doing God's work here on this earth. We are here to do one thing and it's to do his work for his name's sake. So when salvation comes, righteousness comes. When righteousness comes, good works come. We're not saved because of good works. Because I do this, God gives me more favor. Rather, because I am already saved in Jesus Christ, from the overflow of that salvation, we work. We do good works. And as it says here in Psalm 23, verse 3, he guides me along the right paths. Not the wrong paths, where people are taking crooked paths, where people are gossiping, where people are doing corrupted things. But we walk and we are guided along the right paths, the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So by the grace given to us, through our faith in Jesus Christ, we continue on in doing good works. We continue on being good stewards here on this earth. We're not here to pursue our worldly desires, our careers, waiting for our next promotion. And when they do happen, good. Those are good things, but that's not everything. For in 
good times and in bad times, we honor God and we honor him. And as Job declared in Job 1.21, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. So again, point number one, it is all for his name. Point number two, it is all for his glory. Now, what does it mean for his glory? I am talking about the beauty of his name. When you think of God's glory, you think about his goodness and beauty. So write down goodness and his beauty. I'm talking about the beauty of his being. I'm talking about the beauty of his character. This is not worldly beauty, what we see in the physical. For the glory of man, let's look on the screen, we understand it is fleeting. This is not worldly beauty. Worldly beauty will eventually fade. One day, your youth will be gone, you will age, and you will die, and you shall pass away. But the difference here is the glory of God is that his beauty cannot fade. His beauty is everlasting. Our God is forever. His goodness cannot fade. That's the difference between the glory of man and the glory of God. Here is the glory of man. Psalm 103 verse 15 says, The life of a mortal is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. Isaiah 47 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. And it says in 1 Peter 1.24, James 1.10, let's start with James 1.10 first, but the rich should take pride in the humiliation because they will pass away like a wild flower. 1 Peter 1.24, all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. The glory of man is fleeting. But the glory of God is everlasting. It is forever. Our God is infinite. We are finite beings. That's a remember, just like the prayer I mentioned early on in the opening of the service, where I talked about Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, where Jesus, he says about himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. In Isaiah 43, verse 13, yes, and from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act, who can reverse it? And with this point, I'm ending with this. Revelations 4, 6 to 11, we just finished this in our Bible study this past Thursday, and we understand the context of these four creatures, Right? First creature was that of a lion. Second one was ox, calf. Third is man. And then fourth is, yes, eagle. 
It says, starting with verse 6, also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal, and the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures has six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, which is another number that represents completion, perfection, just like the number 7, 24 elders is the church. The church, they all fell down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. So we see these cherubim angels who are like a hybrid of like of these animal creatures that we are familiar of. They have eyes everywhere, front and back, six wings, two on top covering their eyes. Not their eyes, for they have eyes everywhere, but their face, the middle is open, and the bottom, two is covering their feet. And they're hovering around the main throne of God. The throne of God is the center, and they're saying for 24-7, for all of eternity, they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And then, right after that, the elders, the church, they all join in. We join in before the throne of God. And we also sing. And we also declare, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. So again, it is all for his name. It is all for his glory. He is the center. It is based on his beauty and his goodness. And lastly, point number three, it is all for his praise. In Psalm 113, verse 1 through 3, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. We praise him no matter what we have. No matter what we have, we praise him and we honor him. And the question, praise him for what? So point letter A, praise him for who he is. So point B, we praise him for his love for us. So point C, we praise him for his name. Now going back to so point A, when I say praise him for who he is, I am talking about his beauty. I'm talking about his goodness. I'm talking about his work. 
When I say his love for us, I'm talking about how God defers his anger from us. It's his love for us that keeps his anger away from us. That is why we praise him for his name. Do you guys understand? It is for his name's sake that he holds back his anger. He delays his wrath to save us as to not destroy us completely. Let's all turn to Isaiah 48, 9 through 11, our main passage that correlates with verse 3 here today. And can we all read together? Ready? One, two, three. For my own name's sake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you, so as not to destroy you completely. See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. Amen and amen. Remembering verse 9. For my own name's sake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of what? My praise. I hold it back from you so as not to destroy you completely. See, I have refined you, though not as silver. We're being refined as you melt the gold, all the impurities come to the surface, and as you scoop out all the dirtiness of pure gold, that's how you clean gold. You melt it, and you scoop out all the iniquity, all the dirt on the surface. And he has refined us. He has tested us in the furnace of affliction, of suffering. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. It is all for his praise. Letter A. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for his love for us. Praise him for his name. We praise him because we remember today that God, he defers. When I say defers, he delays his wrath upon us. For the sake of his name, he holds it back and is patient with us so as not to destroy you completely. By default, sin equals death, which means we have no hope. We do not deserve to be alive. We do not deserve to be here. But praise be to God for his grace, for his death on the cross for us. Because of the cross, because of the blood, because of the crucifixion, because of his life and his death here on this earth and his resurrection. And it is for his name's sake that is why he does this. That is why he forgives us. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. It says in Psalm 25, 11, 
For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Remember his great name. As we remember Psalm 23, verse 3, let us remember his great name. Yes, he refreshes our souls. Yes, he guides us along the right paths of right actions. But why does he do all this? Why does he make me lie down in green pastures? Why does he lead us beside quiet waters? He does all this for one thing, and it is for his name's sake. It is all for his beauty, and it's all for his glory. So as we're here today on this beautiful Sunday, let us not forget why we're here and why God rescued us and saved us. For it is for the sake of his name our God restrains his anger towards us. It is for the sake of his name he loves us. It is for the sake of his name he died on the cross for us. For his name's sake, God cannot forsake or deny his name. Therefore, he will not deny his people when they cry out to him. Are there anyone here today who are broken, who feel lost, who are lost in their emotions, and they feel that God is far away from them? Remember his great name. Do not trust in your feelings. Do not trust in your accomplishments. Do not trust in what you've done or what you're doing. But trust in the one, and his name is Jesus Christ. So when we pray today and we pray this week, and as we memorize verse 3 of this week, may we trust in his name and look to him and hold on to him with all that we have. And let us be victorious, amen? Let us not be defeated. Let us find joy in the fact that we are saved and that we are in the season of Lent reflecting Getting ready for Easter. What a beautiful life it is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. For those of you who are saved, you are so blessed beyond any measure. There are no treasures on this earth, no other blessings on this earth that can compare to the joy of having salvation in Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today to trust in his name and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And with that, I want to invite the praise team to come up. I would like for us to take this moment right now to be free in your seats. If you feel led to stand up, you can stand up and worship. If you feel led to just bow down and to pray on your knees, Feel free to do so. But I want to encourage you today that as we sing this song, this closing song, it's not just words and music that we're hearing, but let it be a prayer of your heart where it says, I came to you with my heart in pieces and found the God with healing in his hands for his name's sake. I turn to you put everything behind me and found the God who makes all things new. 
He made you new, as He says in Ezekiel 36, that He gave you a heart of flesh and will remove from you a heart of stone. Why? It is for His namesake. I looked to you, drowning in my questions, and found the God who holds all wisdom. It is for His namesake. I trusted you. I stepped out on the ocean. You caught my hand among the waves, for it is for His namesake. Can we sing verse 1 and verse 2 and make that our prayer? I came to you with my heart in pieces and found the God with healing in His hands. I turned to you
refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. For my own namesake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you. So as not to destroy you completely, see I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. Heavenly Father, we declare today that we worship you and we follow you and we honor you. For it is all for your name. And it is for your name's sake that you delay your wrath and you hold back your anger as not to destroy us completely. Thank you, Father, for refining us, for leading us, and for testing us, for guiding us along the right paths. For there are so many variables in this life where we could have made and walked on the wrong path and gone in the wrong direction, being with the wrong crowd, with the wrong group of people and friends. But praise be to God, that God, that you led us in the right paths of righteousness. For you are our shepherd, and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the right paths of righteousness. For his namesake, for his namesake. We thank you, we honor you, we praise you today. We give you our hearts, our mind, soul, and strength, all that we have. Speak to us, Lord. Guide us, Lord, and lead us, Lord. We thank you, we love you. Pray all these things. Your precious son, just cause me pray. God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Heavenly Father, for the sake of your name, do not remember the sins of our youth and our rebellious ways, but according to your love, remember us, for you, Lord, are good. And now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, present you blameless, pure, and holy before his holy presence. May you continue to know and encounter the unending love of the Father. And may, may the Lord continue to pursue after you, guide you, and lead you forevermore. And as God's people, we pray. Amen. And amen.